Hello and welcome to the Zero to Finals podcast. My name is Tom and in this episode I'm going to be talking to you about peptic ulcers. If you want to follow along with written notes on this topic, you can follow along at zerodefinals.com slash peptic ulcers or in the gastroenterology section of the Zero to Finals medicine book. Let's get straight into it. Peptic ulcers involve ulceration of the mucosa of the stomach, which we call a gastric ulcer, or of the duodenum, which we call a duodenal ulcer. And duodenal ulcers are more common. Normally there's a protective layer in the stomach which is comprised of mucus and bicarbonate, which neutralises the acid, and this is secreted by the stomach mucosa. And this protective layer can be broken down by medications such as steroids or non-steroidal anti-inflammatories like ibuprofen or naproxen, and a bacteria called Helicobacter pylori. There can also be an increase in stomach acid which makes the stomach mucosa more prone to ulceration. An increased acid can be caused by stress, alcohol, excessive caffeine consumption, so too much tea and coffee, smoking, and spicy foods. So how do patients with peptic ulcers present? Well, a typical symptom is epigastric discomfort or pain, and they might have some tenderness to palpation in that area. They can have nausea and vomiting, dyspepsia, so all of the symptoms associated with indigestion. If they start bleeding from that ulcer, it can cause hematemesis, which is vomiting up blood, or it can cause coffee ground vomit, and coffee ground vomit is digested blood that's vomited out of the stomach. And also melina, which is tarry black stools caused by digested blood as it passes through the GI tract. If they have constant low-level bleeding from a gastric ulcer, this can cause an iron deficiency anemia. And this is quite a common presentation of a gastric ulcer or a gastric cancer, is to check somebody's bloods and incidentally find an iron deficiency anemia. A little Tom tip for you. In your MCQ exams... Eating typically worsens the pain of a gastric ulcer and eating improves the pain of duodenal ulcers. This is a typical exam question. And the way that you can remember this is as food passes into the stomach, it's going to irritate that ulcer, but food passing into the stomach will mop up some acid that then won't pass through into the duodenum, so it'll improve the duodenal ulcer pain. How do you manage gastric ulcers? Well, peptic ulcers need to be diagnosed first, and we do this with an endoscopy, so a camera test through the esophagus into the stomach and duodenum. During the endoscopy, they can do a rapid urease test, which is called a CLOW test, and this can be performed to check for H. pylori. They'll also consider doing a biopsy during the endoscopy to exclude any cancer in that ulcer, as gastric cancer can look and present very similarly to a gastric ulcer. Then there's medical management, which is very similar to gastroesophageal reflux disease, using high-dose proton pump inhibitors to reduce the amount of acid in the stomach. And endoscopy can be used to monitor the ulcer to ensure that it heals and to assess for the development of further ulcers. There's a few complications from peptic ulcers. The first is bleeding from an ulcer, and this is relatively common. It can either be low-level bleeding that leads to a chronic iron deficiency anemia, or potentially it could be a life-threatening large hemorrhage, so it could potentially be quite a serious complication. The next complication is perforation, and this is where the ulcer creates a hole in the stomach, and fluid from the stomach can leak out into the peritoneum, and this causes peritonitis and an acute abdomen, 
This is an emergency and requires urgent surgical repair, usually laparoscopic or by keyhole surgery. And the final complication we're going to talk about is scarring and strictures of the stomach and the mucosa. So as that ulcer heals, it turns into scar tissue. And this can lead to narrowing of the pylorus, which is the exit of the stomach, and cause difficulty in emptying the stomach into the duodenum. And this is known as pyloric stenosis. And this typically presents with upper abdominal pain, particularly distension, nausea and vomiting, reflux. And these symptoms particularly come on after eating some food because that food can't drain out of the stomach. So thanks for listening to this episode on peptic ulcers. If you found this podcast helpful, please share it with your colleagues and help them with their revision as well. And if you'd like to help me out, please leave me a rating or review on the iTunes store or wherever you get your podcasts and tune in for the next episode, which will be on upper GI bleeding.